0: We are so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. And I tell you what, we believe that light of the Word is coming to you. That uh, when we receive the light of the word, revelation of the word, now we can be better doers of the word. And so as you're listening today to the broadcast, release your faith, believe God for answers for your own life. Amen. And we are so glad to have some of our studio audience here with us, some of our good friends and, and they're a blessing. And we're just glad that you're joining with us too. We're just, we're just glad for this time together. We've been teaching on the mind because I tell you what, you never get away from yours. <laughs> You've got it. You've got it with you all the time. So the Word has much to say about what to do with the mind and in doing that, we can enjoy the best life. Amen. I want to go back to our golden text that we've been reading out of and that's 2 Timothy chapter 1. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and we're going to start in verse 7. And this is the King James translation of what Paul told to Timothy. He said, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but what has he given us? He's given us the power, or we could say this authority. He's given us his own love and he has given us a sound mind. That's yours in Christ. Don't let go of that. Amen. Amen. But what's yours in Christ, we have to handle it right, don't we? And so as we feed on the Word, we find out what are the right thoughts of the Word. We've been looking at the last couple of episodes, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. We'll start reading there again. Paul again was writing and he said, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. And what do they accomplish? Pulling down strongholds. And then he tells us what strongholds are. Casting down imaginations. So what is it? Strongholds are wrong imaginations that we have allowed into our thought lives. Casting down those wrong imaginations and casting down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So for us to uh, flow and live with this sound mind, we have to make sure we're not letting wrong imaginations, wrong thoughts, and other things that are against the Word into our thought life. That means don't turn them over. Don't let your attention go to those thoughts. Amen. Amen. Don't make those thoughts yours. And as we do this, we realize that we have a part to play in uh, the soundness that He provided, that sound mind. It's up to us to guard that sound mind. Mm-hmm. This is how you guard it. Amen. You learn to cast down imaginations. Yeah. And you know, as, I, as I've said previously, practice on the everyday things of life mm-hmm. to cast down, no, that's a wrong way of thinking. I'm not going to take that. No, that thought's not in line with the Word. I'm not going to think that way. Don't wait until something large comes along mm-hmm. before you become skillful and proficient at dealing with your thought life to cast down imaginations, to bring every thought into captivity. You know what that means? You got to pay attention. And this is where a lot of people actually open the door to the enemy is they just weren't paying attention to what they were allowing themselves to think on. And so the more you pay attention to your thought life, the more watchful you'll be over it. And then you can use your authority to make sure if this thought doesn't lead me into peace, if this thought doesn't lead me into joy, if this thought does not lead me into the blessings of God, I'm not taking it. Amen. And you've got to be that way. Hallelujah. Um, I want us to, to go over to Matthew chapter 7. I'm going to read out of this passage in Matthew chapter 7 years ago, and I'll talk about different tests and things that I've gone through because I've got my life to, <laughs> to use on. I can't use your life as an example, so I'll use my life as an example. And, um, you know, there are different times that we face tests and uh, we need to become skillful. Each time we face a test, we need to become skillful so we don't have to take that test again. Amen. That test isn't from God, it's from the enemy. But if we don't become skillful, we'll find ourselves back in that same test again and struggling again. Uh, years ago, uh, I was just going through a time where uh, just again, without having the mind renewed yet, and I was a baby Christian, a young Christian, that was the, most, the time you're most susceptible to wrong thoughts is when you don't know what the Word says. And uh, you don't have, your mind is still in the early stages of renewing the mind because it's a, it's a lifelong process. But I was just going through a season of mental bombardment that I was, ha- I was dealing with. And uh, I, I, I remember it had gone on maybe a year and a half, something like that. And I tell you what, I was doing everything I knew to do. I was praying in tongues. I was reading my Bible. I was confessing the word. I was taking my stand on the word. This is where I thought wrong about test. I thought that if I was doing it right, I wouldn't be feeling it. I wouldn't be facing what I was facing. But you know, you look back when Jesus was in the wilderness of temptation. Luke chapter four talks about that. For 40 days, 40 nights, he was there. The first time the the enemy suggested or or tempted him with something, he answered right. But notice the, the devil didn't immediately leave he stayed and there was another temptation. Then there was another temptation. And that's what I want you to understand just because uh, when, when things don't fall back into place immediately, that doesn't mean your faith isn't working. That doesn't mean your authority isn't working. It doesn't mean the word isn't working. Jesus did it right. And it lasted for 40 days and 40 nights. But even though he did it right, and he answered right. He never went back into that season again. There was never another 40 days and 40 nights. Why? Because he showed himself master. Mm-hmm. And he was showing us his policy of dealing with the devil, saying it is written. And so when we're not skillful, what happens? The enemy keeps repeating tests against us. And so as we become skillful, we, we don't enter a test again That like that one we were, we came out of skillfully. So here I was, I wasn't dealing with it. You know, I didn't know some of the things I've been teaching on these episodes back then. And uh, for about a year and a half, I was going through this test. And I remember one day because, you know, when you're standing on the word and uh, it's not seemingly nothing seemingly changing in the in the situation around you that's when you have to not be swayed don't be swayed so i said to god after about a year and a half i said i feel like and i'm and i'm not just talking natural feelings I said, I feel like I have been beat on. Like somebody put me in a corner and just blow after blow after blow. I said, I feel like I have been beat on. And when I said that, God said something to me. He said, that's just a sign that you're at the fourth and final stage of the test. And I go, what? And he took me over to Matthew chapter 7. Let's read it together. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. Jesus was giving this illustration and he said, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. So what is a wise man and what is building your house or your life? Because he's talking about when he's saying a house, he's referring to your life, a man's life. How do you know if you're building on the rock when you hear the word and you do it? That's what he's saying. Whoso hears my sayings and, and does them, I will liken him, that's a wise man, and that's a man who's building upon a rock. Verse 25. And the and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell not. Why? Because it was Anchored. It was founded mm-hmm. upon a rock. Verse 26, and everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not. So notice both hear. The first illustration, they heard the sayings. The second one, they heard the sayings. The difference was in how they handled what they heard. Two different people two different people can hear the same word and handle it two different ways. So, the first one that heard was a doer of what they heard. The second one that heard was not a doer. So, verse 26 again, and everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Notice, both built. Mm-hmm. Both continued to live their life, mm-hmm. to build their life on something, but one was building on something that wouldn't last. Mm-hmm. The other one was being a doer of the word. Verse 27, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell, look at this, and great was the fall of it. What was it? Much was affected. Much was affected by the fall of that house. So a foolish person is one who hears the word but doesn't do it. We don't wanna be in that seat, right? But notice that what came to both houses, it says this, it says that the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew. Notice this, and beat upon that house. (laughs) And beat on it. So the rains descended. That's the first phase of the storm. The rains descended. The house felt the storm in that first stage. That was the first evidence of a storm. Rains came. Uh, the second stage of the storm was floods came. What was that meant? What did that mean? You know, you can be in a rain, in the rain, and not everything is touched by the rain. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might have, a, have, a, have a, an overhang mm-hmm. to a front door or some kind of front porch, and rains can come and there are parts of that house that are not touched by that rain. But when a flood comes, what wasn't touched by the rain is touched by the flood. Everything. You might have hid that front door for a little bit, but that front door, can, it's now gonna get into that flood area. Amen. So what was left untouched by the rain was now engulfed in flood waters. Why? There's a rising happening. Amen. And in a flood, what is not anchored down is gonna start floating. It's gonna start moving. The third stage of this storm was the winds blew. So what's that mean? They felt and heard something. You know, uh, th- the wind isn't seen except in what it moves around, but it can be felt. So in a storm, you're going to feel some things. You're going to feel the test. You're going to feel the thing rising, the flood. You may feel that rising, just because you have faith doesn't mean that you're dismissed from test. Right. It means that you determine the outcome. You know the outcome and you determine the outcome of that. But when the third phase, the winds come, the winds blow, it's, you're going to hear some things. I tell you what, when the devil starts attacking, when temptations or anything come, you're going to hear, you're going to hear words. He's going to make sure you hear. That's just part of the winds of the test blowing. Yes. Look, at, look at the fourth step and beat upon that house, and beat upon that. Well, both houses had the rain, had the flood, had the winds, and both houses had the beating. Notice that. The one that was built on a rock was not dismissed from any of that. So I said to God, when I said, I feel like I have been beat on, that's when he said to me, that's the fourth and final stage of the test. The test isn't from him. The test is from the enemy, but he's exposing the, the stages that many times a test will go through. This was my, see, I was thinking wrong about the test. I thought if, I, if my faith was working, if, I, if the word was working for me and I was using my authority right, that I wouldn't be feeling any of it. But as I said, even the house that was built on the, on the rock, it felt all of that. So we've got to not be duped by the enemy because the enemy will say, Well, see, if you had faith, you wouldn't be feeling this. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. That's not true. That house felt it. And God said to me that day, He said, What determines whether or not that house? made it or passed that test? I said, well, whether it's still standing. And he said, let me ask you this. Are you still standing? I said, I am. I've been beat on, but I'm still standing. I said, I still love you. I'm still using my faith. I'm still feeding on the word. I'm still confessing the word. I'm refusing to be swayed off of the word. He said, failing the test doesn't mean you're, that you won't feel the test Mm -hmm. or or going through a test doesn't mean you won't feel it. Mm -hmm. He said, whether or not you passed it depends on whether you're still standing. And I said, I'm standing. And he says, guess what? You passed. Why? Because you're on the rock. You're founded on the word. Amen. Amen. Even though the storm continued, that didn't mean my house was was falling down. That didn't mean my life was coming apart. Amen. Mm -hmm. My faith, it didn't mean my faith was failing because I felt the storm. Mm -hmm. As long as I was standing on the word Mm -hmm. during the test and at the end of the test, I win. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Now, my difficulty was I should have enjoyed myself more in the storm. Mm -hmm. I should have enjoyed myself more. Now, now when storms come, I don't lose my joy. I don't lose my peace. Why? Because let's say this: you build a house, you build it on the rock, a storm comes, everybody goes in that house. You know what we would do when a storm would come in Southwest Oklahoma. Sometimes we would have a snowstorm or an ice storm or something, and our power would go out. We'd start playing card games, or we'd start, you know, doing something. We didn't just stand there and, and, and worry ourselves over the walls are they standing? Mm -hmm. We didn't even address the foundation during the storm. We just enjoyed the fellowship of one another Mm -hmm. in in, being inside the house. Well, storms are going to come. Well, as long as you're a doer of the Word and you're doing the Word in the face of that storm, enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. Enjoy yourself. Just be rejoicing. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're rejoicing about the storm, Mm -hmm. but in the midst of the storm, you're enjoying it. You're enjoying yourself. You're enjoying the Word. You, you're anchored and you're settled because you know the Word will not fail me. The Word will not fail me. I saw something and I so appreciated. I liked it so much. And they said, um, faith is, uh, let me say it the right way. Um, life is not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. Now, did you get that? Life is not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. So know this, no matter what comes, you, you, you determine how you handle that thing. You determine whether or not you're going to rejoice. You determine whether or not you're going to praise. You determine whether or not you're going to you you're be at peace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That was a turning point for me. I said, that was a turning point for me. Now realize that there are are fiery darts that the enemy will send against you. And uh, sometimes when a thought comes and it comes against the thought life, it comes against the mind, it can strike with force. Mm -hmm. Haven't you ever had that? I mean, it just kind of like addles you, so to speak. It strikes with force. I tell you what, that fiery dart, the water of the word will put it out answer that thing with the word. Put that thing out. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And uh, we know this, that when the enemy comes and he speaks, as I said, I've said this previously, but it bears repeating. When the devil is talking to you, it comes against your mind from outside. When God is talking to you, it comes from within. It comes from your spirit. It will float up and enlighten your mind because listen, what your spirit knows has to enlighten your mind. You have to benefit from it. Amen. Amen. And so you have to distinguish when a thought comes, did it come from out here against my mind or did it come from my spirit to float up and enlighten my mind? Just know this, any thought that puts you down, any thought that discourages you, Any thought that makes you afraid, any thought that points to your faults or your failures, God didn't have anything to do with that. Anything that accuses you, anything that condemns you, anything that tries to make you feel ashamed, you have to cast down those imaginations, cast down those thoughts. Amen. Amen. But see, where where many people will many times open the door to the devil is they'll think, well, maybe God's talking to me. Maybe God's dealing with me. He's not dealing with you on those terms. He's not dealing with you in terms that steals your, that steals your peace, that steals your joy, that puts you down. Amen. Amen. Then people get this idea many times. I mean, Christians get this idea that if they missed God, that sometimes they have to accept a measure of defeat. Well, I tell you what, sometimes we might make a wrong decision. We might go a wrong direction. All of us could look back and say, we wish we would have done this a little different or that a little different. But I will say this, in the midst of that, when we uh, realize we missed it, all we have to do is repent. All we have to do is repent. And you know what? God delights in restoring. So what I mean to say is this, even if you have missed it, you don't have to even accept a measure of defeat. I said, you don't have to accept a measure of defeat. God will restore. God will put it back. You just stand your ground. Amen. Hallelujah. You also need to be aware that thoughts that come, experiences that you have, you need to discern where are they coming from accurately. Amen. Uh, Sometimes people will have a dream. You know, the devil can suggest something to you in a dream. Mm -hmm. He can suggest something to you in some kind of other supernatural experience. Mm -hmm. Just because it's supernatural doesn't mean it's from God. The devil's in the spirit realm too. He Mm -hmm. can cause supernatural things to happen. But you have to judge things in light of the word because this is where many times people open the door to wrong thinking, wrong thoughts is because they had something supernatural connected with it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they just many times assign everything supernatural to God and it's not the case. Uh, I don't care if you heard a voice. I don't care if you had a dream. I don't care if you had a vision. I don't care if someone spoke to you. And said something, if it troubled you, it didn't come from God. Amen. Amen. You have to learn. I don't care what you saw, I don't care what you heard. And uh, we have to make sure that any experience that we have is in line with the Word. Anytime God is speaking to you and God is dealing with you, it'll always bear witness with your spirit. God says that those who are born of God are led by the Spirit of God. So what does that mean? That means he has committed himself that those who are born of him can count on a leading in their spirit. So no matter what kind of experience you may have, if it doesn't bear witness with your spirit, reject it. Because anytime God, if God were to give you a dream, if God were to speak to you in some spectacular way, it will always bear witness with your spirit. Amen. Yeah. If it's not in line with the word, reject it. <coughs> I said reject it. Why? Because the devil can make himself known in this natural realm. He can cause things to happen. He can cause um, he can cause certain circumstances to happen, and people say, well, maybe that's God. You have to know by your inward witness whether it's God or not. Because if you're not discerning about that, you can even take wrong thoughts into your life thinking God is talking to you in a way it's not God. I was saying, and it bears repeating because it's important for us to learn, (coughs) is that um, when you have a dream, let's just just take a dream for example. If God were gonna speak to you through a dream, number one, when you wake up, you'll sense the presence of God. If you don't sense the presence of God, it wasn't God. Number two, you'll be at peace. No matter what he showed, Mm -hmm. no matter what you saw, there will be complete peace. And number three, you'll know the meaning. Mm -hmm. Amen. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people will come and they'll say, uh, you know, to a minister, I had this dream or I had that dream. Can you tell me the meaning? No, it's not not my job to tell you the meaning. Mm -hmm. God will tell you the meaning if it's from God. And if you don't know the meaning, forget it. Put it on the back burner. Nah, amen. 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 Because people open themselves up to wrong thoughts, yeah. wrong think- wrong things yeah. because they start entertaining uh, some of these things without properly judging them in light of the Word. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Well, this is all part of us renewing our mind with the Word. That when we find out what the Word says, we can properly discern and judge Where do these thoughts come from? Because why? If a thought is not coming from God, we need to cast it down. We need to take that thought captive, not let that thing move in our lives, not let that thing be cycled through in the thought life. Amen. Because it will trip people up if they don't recognize where those things come from. Amen. Well, I want to pray with you right where you're at today. Uh, <clears throat> thank God for the Word. We renew our minds with the Word, but I want you to know I can also agree with you in prayer. And so I say, Satan, any troubling you've caused against their mind, you take your hand off their minds in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I thank you for the authority, the power of God that's present right where they're at. And we thank you, Father, that you that you have authored a sound mind for them. And so we thank you for that sound mind that is theirs. And we thank you, Father, that no weapon formed against them shall prosper. No weapon formed against their mind shall prosper in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for the peace that's on the inside of them to rise up, for the joy that's on the inside of them to spring up in Jesus' name. Drive back that depression. Drive back that oppression. Drive back deceiving thoughts in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, for freedom for them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So, right where you're at, just say, Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, that your power is working for me and in me. Amen. Hey, amen. The devil shall have no dominion over you. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's a joy to learn about some of these things. And I want you to know some of this and much of this that we're teaching out of is out of my book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. We would love for you to get hold of it so you can continue to feed on it. You can go to our website at deframeministries.org and let us know that you want it. And until we see you next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our Defrain Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, September 4th through the 8th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. The timeless truths in this book answer it, reveal how to answer every opposition, and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at Ministries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at Ministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store,